Welcome to Life on My Terms, a podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and take charge of your life. In the podcast, I sit down with experts in health and wellness, all the way to relationship, career, and life advice. My goal for each episode is to empower you to be your best self, become 1% better every day, and achieve everything you want in this thing called life. You can do this. Now it's time to believe in yourself and build your life on your terms. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Life on My Terms. I'm your host, Amy Mongeda. Today, we're going to chat about some tactics to use when burnout comes creeping back in. If you're like me and have recovered from burnout in the past, you likely start to get those big warning signs that something may be going off course. It's like once you've been through burnout, these signs are very clear. Um, I actually call that a bright side of having gone through burnout and recovered because you really are more resilient and you can spot the things that do not feel right. I remember my partner Katie the other day telling me that her body was screaming for her to stop. So she canceled some events she had booked herself doing and she was planning on relaxing for a few days. This is a sign that burnout is coming for you. Um, I Like if you start to see that your calendar is being loaded back up with meetings back to back every weekday, this is a sign that burnout can be right around the corner. Um, When you find yourself sitting with a headache that appears every day at 3 p.m., after you have been sitting at the computer and have forgotten to take lunch again, burnout red flag. So these are just a few examples, but even in our most utopic situations, um, burnout can really be there and it will try to come for you. Um, And you might need to be ready to fight. So this just happened to me um, recently. And for those of you, just a little bit of a backstory, when I went through my huge burnout, I ended up making huge career decisions, um, sold my marketing agency, um, moved myself out of the marketing work that I was doing, and I totally pivoted my career. Um, and so I spend my time, um, Obviously, I'm an author and a motivational speaker around burnout and self-care, but I also coach and consult, um, but I also own a running jewelry company um, where I make jewelry for runners. And so this is the particular company. I opened it in February. It's been a whirlwind of emotions, but it is, these are all my passions. So when we think about our purpose and passion, we're like, how could you ever be burnout doing what you want to do, you can. Here's my story. So the peak of my burnout was this May, May 31st. I'll never forget it because I probably had my worst series of nightmares and that was like what hit it on the head. Um, I didn't actually make the change to move out of my career actually until mid-July. So by then I was in really bad shape and it took me until the end of September to feel like I had restored balance in my life, made the necessary changes to move out of the situation and really connect back with my authentic self, with what my my purpose and passion was. 
So now at this time, I have not been on vacation, right? Like I didn't take a vacation in that burnout healing time. I actually finished my book. Um, I'm running my jewelry business. I'm teaching collegiate marketing classes. I'm coaching and consulting. So I'm actually really busy doing the things that I love. But one big event happened in October. It was the Chicago Marathon where I was selling my running jewelry for the first time live. And I was so excited. My husband was coming with me to support and help. And this was going to be great. Just a few decisions I had to make that were a little bit more on the un you know, an unnerving side of things. I would say the first one was how much inventory was I going to buy? I'm typically a custom jewelry company, so I don't carry a ton of inventory. And so I had to decide like, okay, this is a huge gamble that I had no clue what it was going to pan out. And likely I was going to be stuck with like this huge inventory bill that I was going to hopefully then have to pass through and sell during Black Friday. Um, The other thing was, is how was I going to afford to really get my ads going knowing the cost on Facebook? Um, What kind of spend was I going to require? How much, I mean, I don't have a lot of, I did a lot of email marketing in my marketing life. I wasn't really a Facebook expert. So understanding, you know, what kind of ads I needed, how to run these ads. It was a lot of whirlwinds coming at me like in a real crunch heading into this event. So lo and behold, I was sitting in a big swamp called the unknown. Um, Prepping for this event took a ton of time and I felt like I had things coming at me from probably every angle to prepare. And it felt like around every corner I was spending money, um, just adding to this list of costs that I had yet to get back. Um, So it was a, it's very unnerving, but I was just recovering from burnout. I kept trying to tell myself like, you just got to let it be, right? This was a risk I had signed up for, I had chosen. So we were going to move through. So when we finally got there to the event, we ended up working um, three 10-hour days. It was absolutely exhausting. I was playing the role of bring the people into the booth girl, trying to monitor my social media and all the questions that were coming in, as well as monitor the ads packing up the jewelry for folks, answering questions, and then definitely trying to take like a few breaks to use the bathroom, eat, you know, those two basic things. Um, And so it was a lot of work physically and mentally. And when I would get back from the 10 hour day, I was doing a ton of project work then, getting caught up on all the other things in my life and prepping for the next day, which frankly, my husband and I were learning things every day in the booth. And we were going back and trying to be agile with our decisions, coming back with a new sign, like repositioning things. So the work was actually never turned off. I was also having to cancel my runs and personal dinners due to exhaustion and the work that still had to be done. And it just felt like, even though I thought I was prepared heading into this, like I really was not prepared. Um, So at the end of the event, while it was so successful in so many ways, um, my biggest fear of buying too much inventory came true. And I was sitting 
left feeling totally overwhelmed, defeated, and ready to kind of just throw the towel in. I could see burnout coming for me once again um, because it was consuming me. And so I needed to stop, self-assess, and solve. So you see, burnout is the buildup of stress and taxing situations that have not been managed. So in my past life, I would have trekked on from here, continuing to burn the midnight oil. And this is when you start to go down the burnout path. When you see burnout signs, you can actually work through these steps to solve your and get yourself free from the from this as a potential outcome. Burnout doesn't have to be the outcome. If you go through the stop, self-assess, and solve steps when seeing the signs, you can free yourself from burnout being an outcome. So first, you need to stop. In my example above, when I told you about my friend Katie, she literally stopped. She gave herself a few days by freeing up all of her time. Another way we can stop is in overthinking. If we see our brain starting to let our inner critic take the driver's seat by telling us things like, this isn't working, you're a failure, you need to be doing something else, look what she's doing, all of these things, you need to stop in your tracks and challenge those thoughts. Another way we can stop is by incorporating some self-care techniques like meditation, giving yourself some free time to just do the things that you want to do. For instance, I should have forced myself to make time for those runs. No exception. I was stealing time for myself. Um, You might need to take a PTO day. Stop means noticing that something is not right and being prepared to halt for a moment and move into the self-assessing stage. For my most recent example, stopped looked like coming home and taking two days off from the company as if I was on PTO. Okay, so once you stop, you can free up some time then to self-assess. And this is just saying, this is just self-reflection. It is a huge part of being present and it is a huge part in taking our life on our terms. It also prepares us to use the most powerful superpower that we have as humans, and that is the power of choice. Sadly, we spend a lot of time as we trudge through burnout, blaming others and situations, but... We get to choose, and some of our burnout is actually due to depriving ourselves. We put ourselves in the backseat, and we make the wrong choices. So it can be hard, no doubt, but the power of choice is still there. And the power of choice is the segue from the self-assessment to solving. So let's stop here for a minute and just paint a picture on just how powerful making choices is because I think we forget that we get to choose. There's a lot of layers in our lives as humans that um, make us feel like we don't get to choose. So when you're in the self-assessment stage, you need to track back to see like, why am I feeling this way? And what are the choices that led me to get here? Um, And if you feel overwhelming, overwhelmed and you're, you're suffocating, you can change your choices. So why do choices matter? We 
are making choices every day, both knowingly and unknowingly, from simple decisions like what to eat for dinner and what to wear to work to the heavier ones about who to be friends with and whether we should change our jobs. But there's a truth that we must all embrace. Everyone has the power to choose. It's a critical part of our self-development, and each and every one of the choices that you make shapes your experiences and brings you to where you are in your life. One of the great things about having the power to choose is that if you don't like the place you are in your life right now, you can change it, which again, this is why I'm talking to you about this now, because we can actually prevent burnout. You're in the driver's seat when you choose, and you can actively and intentionally pursue different options for yourself. It's part of your decision-making on how to be happy in your life. And I have to just talk about one of my favorite books in the whole wide world. It's called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, He was a Holocaust survivor and a psychiatrist. He observes that everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. I love that quote. And that is the best book ever. So you might want to mark that down also. Even when life deals us a horrible hand, every human being has the freedom to change it in any instant. Essentially, we always retain the the power of choice. The critical life lesson is an important reminder that you have the control to what you do next. Even in the deepest, darkest moments of your life, you can still choose how you look at those situations and how you respond. As you've heard me say before, it's not what life throws our way. It's how you deal with those circumstances that matter. And this is a critical self-development concept. For example, it's easy to get caught up in the pain of a tough situation and overstay your welcome at a pity party. But instead of focusing on the negative, you can reframe challenging experiences you can choose to look at and react to different moments in a more positive way, allowing room for self-development, growth, and learning. So how do you make better choices? If you're unsure of what changes you need to make to arrive at better decisions, one thing you can do is to engage in this self-reflection or self-assessment like I mentioned before. Diving deep and tuning into yourself will empower you to not only know yourself, but it will help you to discover what barriers are in your way to making the right decisions. Most importantly, it will allow you to recognize where you want to be. To get started, ask yourself three questions. And these are the exact questions I always ask myself, and I recommend them in my book. This is how These are just great questions. Um, First, identify an aspect of your life that you're unhappy with right now, right? So if you feel like burnout is creeping in, that would be a moment of saying, okay, stop. Now ask yourself, why am I unhappy with this situation or why doesn't it feel right? Where do I want to be instead? 
And what are some changes that I can make in how I'm behaving that will help me get closer to the place that I identified in that second question? And as an added bonus, answering these questions will help you become better connected with your authentic self, which I think everybody should embrace. It is so important to understand what authentic living looks like for you so you can make better decisions and ensure that your values are aligned to the decisions you're making. And when you know who you are and the values you hold, you have a firm foundation from which to make decisions about how to handle life's challenges or those feelings um, that burnout's coming back for you. The choices you make are richer, more meaningful, and more rewarding. You feel like you're being your best self. This is the power and the beauty of choice. So now armed with the power of choice, you can move to solve. And we, we started when we were doing our self-reflection, we asked that third question. So here is where you think about what needs to change. And this is how we set it in motion, how you bring these changes to life. And these are where those choices really come into play, what we decide to choose. Let's revisit my friend Katie's example. To solve her overwhelming overwhelm for good, she can't just take a few days off and then jump head first back into the grind. That puts her on the loop to burnout and is not sustainable. What Katie can do is start to audit and place boundaries on her time. Maybe she only goes to two networking events per month. And in doing this, she gets to choose the best ones for her goals and her time. She also may block off Tuesday and Thursday afternoon for client calls and prospecting. She may tell somebody no and free up time for herself. But by working through these boundary exercises, this would be the only way to protect herself from burnout. Let's go back to my Chicago Marathon example. How did I apply solve? Well, first, I decided that I couldn't just give up. I needed to really sit down and understand the viability long term. So I blocked two hours to crunch some numbers and I set some goals. I put a date on the calendar to reassess the situation once I got there. So let me give myself more time. The numbers make sense. And if I can execute this on this given day, we're going to be in good shape. If we can't, we need to reassess this again. But my inner critic just telling me to give up, that was me challenging that. Okay. So that's how I solved. Um, that particular situation. I realized that the Chicago Marathon had been a good investment and I needed to organize myself better heading into next year. With that thought, I went ahead and I put calendar invites to remind myself of the runway I needed to do this right. So we got to start way earlier and I had to put milestones for myself Um, I also started to explore looking into someone that might be able to help me with social media. That alone would be a huge savings. But in the meantime, though, I created a content calendar and I was able to start scheduling posts to go out automatically through a scheduler. This frees me up to have the content going out, but it frees my time up so I'm not constantly being pulled in so many directions. And frankly, I don't wanna be on social media all day. So these are how I attacked the solve. These are solves. Complaining, criticizing, and comparing 
is not going to change the situation. And those three C's are not going to work when you feel like burnout is creeping back in ever. You have to make every choice, every boundary, so you can make a more resilient you. Every bit of resilience is like a shield that protects you, which makes it harder and harder to have burnout come after you again. So if you're feeling like you are coming unhinged in any way, shape, or form, life is too much right now, you're suffocating and overwhelm, and you feel like burnout might be coming back for you, run through these steps. I promise that you are going to feel in total control um, once you run through these. And when you get to the solve stage, like I said, you're putting on resiliency gear. It is something, if you take anything away from this episode, it is the power to choose. And yes, we do unfortunately have to practice saying no because we do have to say no when we choose what's best for us. As always, please send any questions my way to Life on My Terms podcast on Instagram or via email at info at personalbestcoaching.net. Remember, this is your life. You have to choose to live it on your terms. I'll catch you next time.